Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity may contain explicit and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster Rebecca Adams and are not based on the advice of a licensed therapist, psychologist, or psychiatrist. Listener discretion is strongly advised. What does ponder actually mean? Well, according to the dictionary, it means think about something carefully, especially before making a decision or reaching a conclusion. Well, as you know, on the Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity podcast episodes, we allow women to share their stories in a non-judgmental way about why they stepped out of their relationships. But there are so many other interesting topics that we all need to learn from and not to judge right away. So let's talk about it now. Let's ponder. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Let's Ponder on Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. Today's episode is going to kind of be off the cuff. Um, I had planned on doing one of the episodes that um, I've been asking people to submit their information on, such as, uh, you know, how they feel about sex toys or strange places they've had sex or um, revenge sex, things like that. But Today I'm going to share with you something that had happened to me recently that's personal that goes along with the whole theme of raw true stories of female infidelity and my own past. So if you've been listening to the podcast for a long time, there's a good chance you have listened to my story. My story were, um, they were episodes two and three. Um, and at one point, um, I had kind of talked about towards the end of my marriage that I started seeing somebody. Um, He was a friend of my husband's and he was married. And he and I connected in an inappropriate way. Um, Granted, this was 11 years ago. So pulling out dates, he and I, I think the first time I met him was in mid-May or so of 2010. Um, We'd go out to dinner with him and his wife, or they'd come over. And one time they actually came over and stayed the night, which is kind of weird. I'd never had that as adults, you know, having sleepovers. But I mean, nothing inappropriate or anything was happening. But after he and I had um, started talking about things, um, when you're a woman, I don't know about a man, but when you're a woman and you are on the prowl to try and find if you're married, you're looking for somebody, whatever, you know how to put out those hints, you know how to say things, Um, you know how to test the waters. And even though he was married, I had a sense from him that I thought I could get him to um, reciprocate what I was thinking. And I do remember clearly talking to him and you just drop certain words like I'm not that innocent, you know, things like that, that start the conversation going down the wrong road. At the time, it's the right road. So you think. But uh, anyway, he and I talked and talked and talked. And when they came over to stay the night, um, we had been pretty flirtatious, but we kept it hidden. Um 
I remember being in my dining room the next morning and he came up to me and gave me a quick kiss. And my daughter happened to be out in the living room on the other side of the wall. And she could hear that we were talking quietly. And I remember her asking, Mom, she was just 16 at the time, Mom, what are you guys doing? What are you talking about? Because she knew of my own history. Because, you know, prior to that, I had come clean about being unfaithful. And then I had started doing it again. Um in increasing numbers, it wasn't a healthy place for anybody. Um, but anyway, this is the man that um, I started, of course, having an affair with um, through the month of June. Got in trouble when my friend told the truth. This man told me he would always stay by me. He wouldn't leave me. If anything happened, he would be there for me. And when the shit hit the fan... I remember I was out in another part of the city. It was down in another state, actually, just down in Oregon, not far from where I lived. Um, And I had just been confronted by my husband over the phone about all of this. Um, And I had met him, this man, and we talked about it. And he said, I'm sorry, I can't do this. Basically, good luck. And I remember sitting in this parking lot in my car going, holy fuck, what am I going to do now? Um, and I had to face the music. We fast forward a little bit. I lost all contact with him, so I thought. That's when I met my husband, because he was my neighbor, my new husband, that just recently passed away. Um, I had started to see him didn't feel he and I had connected because he had a very weak way about showing affection and love. And I needed that. But I really liked him. So people who aren't getting what they need at home, a lot of times look someplace else. And granted, he and I were just barely knew each other. It only been a couple of weeks, but I decided I wasn't going to see him anymore. And I told him that. And the reason was, was because this other man had circled back around. He and his wife decided that they were not going to work out, that they were going to get divorced. So, okay, he and I started seeing each other more openly. But in the background, I have my ex-husband telling me things. You can't do this. You can't do this. That is wrong. Why would you want to be with him? You can't. And that's where I got that line that you guys hear me say so famously, you cannot build a foundation out of ashes. I remember where I was standing when I was being told this by my soon-to-be ex-husband, right? The one that I left because of all of this, including my children, and the one that moved in another woman six weeks later, the one that was really, really heartbroken because I cheated on him. And he moved in a whole nother family on top of everything and my children weeks later. So I don't know. That's a whole different who knows what. Anyway, um, I struggled with that because I felt I needed to prove to my ex-husband that I wasn't a bad person, that I could do right from wrong. And this was going to be something to be wrong, right? Wrong. So I ended up breaking it off with him and going back to the man that would become my husband. We got back together. Same thing. 
And I remember feeling, okay, I don't know if my, if this man, who would be my husband, does he still, does he really want to be with me? That lack of affection, no matter how much I asked, I couldn't gauge it. I just couldn't tell. Well, I started going back to this other guy. So now, not only was I, had I cheated on my now soon-to-be ex-husband with this man, I was now cheating on another man with the same guy. And I really enjoyed my husband as far as, you know, he lived next door, husband-to-be. I know this is confusing. Um, and... He lived on his own. He had a good job. He was stable, all these things. The only thing that was lacking was this affection thing. And I think, okay, I can do this. I can do this. But then I have this pressure because I'm seeing this other man who wants to be with me. He wants badly to be with me, but I will not give in because I will have shamed my children again or my ex-husband or whatever. And I started continuing the two. Now the other guy knew that I was still with this man that would become my husband. And I remember telling him, I will break up with him after the first of the year, or I will break up with him this. I won't, but I never did. And I, it kept going. So then came October of 2010. Now this is all happening within this short period of time, you know, just a couple of months. And this man had enough of my bullshit. He went to uh, my soon-to-be husband or was husband's place of work and showed him messages. And so, of course, then I get contacted by him saying, you've been lying to me. You're still seeing him. You said you loved him. You said all these things. And I knew I was completely and totally fucked. I had not proven to myself or anybody that I was any better than I had been earlier that year. I had just lost my children. I had just lost everything in my life. I was losing friends, my reputation, but I still couldn't get my head out of my ass. It was at that point that I made a promise that I would never contact this man again. I told him, you will never hear from me again. I changed my cell number. I deleted the email. This was all because of the man that would become my husband said, if we're going to work through this, then this has to happen. And I didn't. I changed everything. Dropped the home phone, even changed my cell number. Yeah, the um, email, all of that. And he and I were able to work through it. A few years later, we got married. But during these years of marriage, we had good times. We really, really did. And I would find myself buying books called Lonely and Married. Married but Lonely, something like that. Constantly feeling alone. Now, he and I had different work schedules. He would get up really early in the morning, and we're talking like 2 or 3 in the morning, and he'd need to be to bed by 6 or 6.30, where I had a normal like 8 to 5 kind of a job. And so we really didn't see each other that much. And that was really, really hard. I don't think I ever completely felt like we had a good routine. I felt 
alone most of the time and I would jump into things like a little sewing business. I would jump into things crafting. Eventually it turned into a podcast, you know, and then reading books for Audible, all these things. And then of course he knew that I was going to be heading toward doing my coaching, which there's a whole hiccup on that, but it's, it's going to happen. It's just taking longer than anticipated. Um, anyway, and I'm feeling a little ashamed to even talk about this, but um, I really should face the music. There's a couple of things here. Right after I started this podcast, I um, started the Patreon side of things. Um, well, not right after, so a couple of months. And I would have to talk with men who were um, hurt because their wives had cheated on them. And they were talking about their stories and we were getting their stories written up and getting them recorded. Well, I did connect with one of those men on an emotional level. And um, at the time that this happened, my husband had been diagnosed with um, a form of cancer and also problems with his colon. And he withdrew from me. So I had been begging him for years for love and affection. Sure, we had sex, but it wasn't like, just come up and give me a hug and a kiss, or I'm thinking of you, or, you know, it was just like we were roommates that shared expenses, did everything together, were really, really, really good friends, and we'd have sex as a couple, you know, slept in the same bed, but it wasn't like, you know, how everything gets stale, but I wasn't going to give up on this marriage. I was not, no matter what. So right after he found out, he withdrew, he pulled himself in so far, I'd never seen him like this. And I would say to him, you know, I am here to help you. I'm here for you. Why are you pulling away? It was, it was really hard. And right about that time, enter a person who was sharing their story with me. And I was working on all of that. And he and I just started to get along. We had so many things in common, music, pop culture, um, just everything. And we would video and talk and we just really enjoyed talking to each other. But then it became more habitual. And I knew it was wrong. And I would try my best to just say, that's it. We can't do this. We can't talk. We can't do this. This is getting too close. Um, it's hard to let go. And eventually he was able to just completely shut it out so that I would be forced to be at home and uh, away. He wouldn't respond. So definitely stronger than I was, which was good, which was good. But I did tell my husband about it. And I said, I've connected with this person and explained it. And I remember we had had a trip planned to Seattle. And I said, I still want to go. And he said, yeah, it's more important than ever right now um, that we go and do this because he didn't want anything to happen with our relationship and marriage. Um, in the meantime, I'm working on the podcast and doing all of this and talking with all of you. Um, I don't believe I ever told anybody about it, but now there it is. Well, go a year later and, um, well, not even go about nine months later. 
And I received a message from this other man. Well, he's got a girlfriend. He's doing his thing. He just wanted to let me know. He was still thinking about me and he hadn't forgotten and la, 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 la. It was good to hear from him, but we weren't going to go down that road. No. Hear from him on occasion. No big deal. Fast forward even further. My husband dies. We'll actually go back a week or so before. I found out when my husband was in the hospital that he had been lying to me about many, many things. And they were nothing that would ruin the marriage, but they were things that he didn't need to lie to me about that he had me believing. Just kind of really stupid stuff. Just things he could have been upfront and honest with me at the beginning. Um, sometimes I think some of the things he said... Um, were so that I wouldn't, if you guys just heard that noise, it's the dogs snorting in the background here. Um, if he, he wanted to make the decision for me on how I would feel, so he would tell me something that wasn't true, if that makes sense, um, instead of telling me the truth and allowing me to make a decision whether or not I felt he was good enough for this or that. None of the stuff he told me that I learned about would have ever changed my mind about wanting to be with him. And so it was really um, painful to learn that this person who I thought I had known for so long and for so well had lied to me about so many things. And then a week later, he dies. I contacted, of course, the person that um, I had kind of had gotten close with and yes he still has his girlfriend all that's good and he just he was real supportive of me and via messaging it sounded like he was trying to be funny and I wasn't going to be in the mood for anything funny and then we started talking and it was nice well eventually I decided I would start wanting to find a new companion and I I am still grieving my husband greatly he will never be replaced, but I've never been by myself. I got married at 18. I was widowed at 24 for the first time. I remarried the next year, but started dating him right away. And he was my ex-husband, the, the ex-husband, um, the one I cheated on. And I, you know, like I said in my story, I, I thought of him, of who he would have been as... He was when I knew him all those years prior. Anyway, um, <clears throat> and then after he and I d divorced, you know, then it was on to the, this person and then the man I married who just died and all this stuff. And it's just my mother doesn't understand. She has been on her own and alone for decades. Well, that's good for her, but that's not good for me. I like, I don't need to have anybody for a financial security or to feel that I'm, you know, able to do these things on my own. I'm perfectly capable of taking care of myself. But where I fall short is companionship. I enjoy having a person in my life to go to dinner with, um, to joke around with, to laugh, to watch a movie, just, just to have somebody in my life. So I started looking. And I did go out on a few dates and um, this man <laughs> who, um, had messaged me, the one with the girlfriend, absolutely shredded me, telling me I wasn't the person he thought I was, 
that I should have waited at least six months before I ever, ever would have considered dating anybody. And it should have been him because he was going to leave his girlfriend so that I could come be with him. He had this plan in his mind. That wasn't necessarily my plan, though. I knew he had a girlfriend. And I don't believe, and, and I could be wrong just because so much had happened right after he, you know, he died. My mind isn't 100%, but I never, ever, maybe we talked about, oh, yeah, someday, now that I'm no longer married, blah, 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 blah. But I, I wasn't going to do that. I had never even met the person. I wasn't going to up and move someplace with somebody I don't know. And plus, again, he had a girlfriend who was planning on moving to another location in the country with him. And, and she's darling. She's a sweet woman. You know, no. Anyway, eventually, he doesn't talk to me anymore because he, <laughs> pre, you know, passed judgment because I chose to date somebody and I was going out and meeting new people. Um, and I am with somebody and I've shared that with you. And he is actually moving into my home. He had to sell his house and um, he has three huge dogs and they're living here with me and my little white fluffy dog and my grand dog and my daughter and my house feels like it's getting smaller and smaller but he and I will have opportunities in the future to make changes, perhaps find a place someplace else, you know, and just enjoy life. Well, after my husband died, I sent a message out to that one man, the one that I cheated on my husband with and at the beginning of the relationship with my recent husband, the one that left me in the parking lot, that one. I never heard back, but I, you know, I, I, I can't remember if I sent him a message somewhere on social media or something like that. And I had kind of done, done some looking around and saw that he was remarried. Um, you know, it turns out he was living in the same city as me as before he wasn't. Actually, he lives literally a couple of miles from my house now. Um, married and, and with a new family and things like that. So, um, you know, I felt... It wasn't right for me to talk with him while my husband was around. I wasn't like waiting for my husband to pass away so I could talk with him. But my husband is gone. And I thought, well, I'll just reach out to him. And I'm sure he's heard because they work for the same company, probably what had happened. Well, I was out to dinner the other night with um, my new love. And lo and behold, he messages back. This is a person I haven't talked to in 11 years, a person who I was involved with that shredded two marriages and almost another one prior to its marriage relationship. I figured the man didn't give a shit about me anymore. It was over. You know, we hadn't talked. I mean, we were only together for such a short time anyway. Well, I really, really wanted to be able to sit down and talk with him one-on-one because I want to get his side of... What happened when he decided to step out on his wife to be with me? I want to find out that kind of, uh, you know, from that point of view. Again, I have mine, but I always like to hear all sides of it. He's going to think about that and let me know. But we did chat on Instagram for often, you know, probably for a full day, I think it was, just going back and forth. 
and he's afraid if we see each other, he's going to fall for me. And I said, well, dude, you're married. You're happily married. I'm in, and I told him I'm in a relationship. I do not feel a risk here. I don't keep secrets because those are dangerous. Um, I don't, I'm not interested in, in anything for me. This was more of a, a reporter business type of situation. And um, the conversations were, were weird. He, he, said he he everything happened so fast between he and I and then everything changed so fast and the last words that I told him is you'd never hear from me again apparently this man wanted to truly think we were going to be married one day that we would have and I had no idea and so it's just the point of me wanting to share all this shit with you is just to share it with you you guys share everything with me and with a bunch of people and I wanted to be upfront and honest and say, and ask others, has anything like this happened? Yeah. Where you've been doing things and an affair partner comes back around the corner and it kind of fucks with your head. Um, not that I would want to be with him or anything like that, because I'm not going to put my relationship at risk with who I'm with. Um, heck no. Um, but... It's really just made me remember things. And he brought things to my attention that I had forgotten about. Like my ex-husband kind of being in the way of getting together with him as far as how could you do that? You can't do that. Instead of saying, you know what, I can do what I want. I'm not married to you anymore. Kiss my butt. Um, and the struggles that I had for all those years, wanting love and affection. Um, he was very complimentary of me and really enjoyed catching up. But I also see in his marriage, things are not good. He said he has been faithful to her and that's good. I'm glad. And they have adopted a couple of small children. He can't just up and leave that. And he sounded very sad and depressed. And I care about people. I care about everybody. I just know with myself that this is his life. This is his choice. This is where he is, just as this is where I'm at. Um, and I do not want any problems. But I would like to go have coffee and just sit down and talk with him and really, really um, get him to open up and listen if he will talk about what it was when he was married, what it was about me that made him decide to step out, you know, all of those things, because it just will help complete my story, if that makes sense. I would love some feedback from you guys. I would love to know what or if, and I'm sorry for the pauses, like I said, I'm doing this off the cuff, I'm just literally have the microphone on and it's recording. Um, has this happened to you? Where, you know, here I was married, widowed, a fair partner comes back around who's married, you're single, but you're in a relationship. I mean, it's just, I guess it could be any kind of scenario. But Years later, having an affair partner come back around. And how did you feel? 
Did it add confusion to you? Did it make you wonder what could have been? Uh, did it make you say, oh, hell no, I'm glad I, I completely avoided that one. You know, those kinds of things. I'm curious. I would love your feedback. Um, I can say from my heart of hearts that I know that it has kind of pulled me back years and years. <laughs> but I was upfront and honest with the man I'm seeing about this. I read him what I had, uh, or at least some of it that he wanted to hear, uh, the message stream. Um, the man, This man knows about this, the podcast. He's glad that I'm able to try and help other women that were like me and him in this type of situation and getting my coaching and continuing to work with people like this, um, that I'm able to put what I did wrong to make it to something good. And I agree with that. That is, this is my passion. This is what I want to do. And, uh, but, but what about you? What have you, what, what's happened? Did you find them? Did they find you? How, you know, I'm just curious what, what happened? So I would love to hear from you. You can email me Rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. Um, and just tell me, you know, how you dealt with it. And, um, and you guys can tell me I'm a bad person as well for um, letting myself get kind of um, messed up temporarily with somebody from the podcast kind of a thing, you know, again, I never met the person I just only talked to him via video lives on the other side of the country. Um, or on the phone, you know, those types of things. I told my husband about it. So I knew I did good there. Anyways, so this was our ponder. So <laughs> me pondering about what in the hell just took place when this person from 11 years came back in and circled back around. Um, I want to know how your feelings may have changed if it happened to you. What you may or may not do. What you would have considered or not considered. So thank you guys for listening today. We'll be back next week with a regular Raw Truth episode. It'll actually be part two of Piper's story. And then the week after that, we will have an, uh, a new ponder with, I have to make a decision on which one I'm going to share, whether it be strange places, people have had sex, or one of those fun things. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. Aside from all of this, I, on my Patreon, have added an extra tier. So right now... If you're a Patreon member, you're signed up for the no judgment uh, level, which is three bucks a month pledge and you get early access to the regular episodes ad free. You get two additional episodes a month uh, and it's typically the men's side of what happened during female infidelity, meaning the husbands that got um, caught their wives, girlfriends, you know, what they went through and all of that. Um, and also my outtakes blooper reel. So I added a new tier. And it is called I love this podcast. And it's $5 a month, you get all of that that's in the no judgment, but you also get a rubber, no judgment bracelet sent to you as well as an acknowledgement on a future podcast, just your first name and the city and state that you're from acknowledging and thanking you for being a subscriber and supporter of the show. But for the month of August, 
when you sign up for that um, level, the um, I love this podcast level, the $5 one, you get all that. But because it's the month of my birthday, I'm going to send you an extra goodie. You would be getting a koozie, one of those canned koozies that say no judgment on it. On the back, it says seek to understand. And then initials R-T-S-O-F-I which is Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. I try not to put out the whole, hey, stories of female infidelity for people who have been in situations, are currently in a situation, we don't need to stir that shit storm up. But for somebody to see no judgment or seek to understand, that could just be good positive mojo for somebody to have and share and pass on. But so again, if you go on to Patreon and you subscribe during the month of August for the um, I Love This Podcast here at five bucks, you'll get um, all those other things. You get the bracelet and you get the cozy. And it's just koozie, I mean, koozie. And it's the uh, koozie giveaway is just for the month of August. So if you subscribe, I will be in touch via Patreon, get addresses and get everything sent out. I also look forward to your feedback from today's episode. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope this podcast has been helpful to you. And if you are interested in sharing your story, always know it is anonymous. You can visit my website at rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com and click on Story Guides. And there you will find an outline to help you form your story for the podcast. While you're visiting my website, feel free to vote for me to be in the Hot 50 Countdown for Podcast Magazine. Visit the merch store in case you're interested in some no-judgment coffee mugs or a tote bag. If you are interested in subscribing to Patreon for those extra episodes and my bloopers, you can also subscribe directly from my website by clicking on Patreon. Also, if you could please rate and review me where you listen to your podcasts, especially on Apple, that would be great, as it will help others find this show. Feel free to email me anytime at rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. Thank you again for all of your support. Please be kind to one another, stay well, stay happy, and always remember, no judgment. Goodbye. Goodbye.